Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the nevering hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives. We're interested in what it takes to keep everything going. This podcast is about women, working, money, and family. We consider the research, talk to experts, and share our takes on what we're learning every day about breadwinning. I'm Jennifer Owens. I write about working, wellness, and women, and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And most days, I'm joined by my co-host, Raquel Ellison. On this episode of The Breadwinners, I'm joined by Lynn Harris, founder and CEO of Gold Comedy, an online platform for funny, as it courses on writing and telling jokes, assembling a stand-up comedy set, and trying out your material, all targeted to young girls, young women, and non-binary folks. Harris herself is an author and journalist, creative strategist, and a mostly retired stand-up who knows the power of a good joke to propel an important message and a sense of confidence. That's why she founded Gold Comedy, to make that power more accessible. All of which is to say, welcome, Lynn. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. I usually start conversations around like some sort of number or a trend or something, and um, I found this one from 2018 in the Chicago Reader. There is a local comic in uh, Chicago who did a a survey of comedy showcases, and she found that the performers are 77, 70% male, 29% female, and 1% non-binary. And I'm suspecting that that is true in any city you go to, or maybe Chicago is better than the others. And so I'm just <laughs> wondering what that stat says to you and the state of, you know, women in comedy right now. I mean, that stat is probably pretty true anywhere you go. Uh, it's actually similar to statistics in other businesses, right? I mean, that's what, right. That's one thing that people kind of forget and overlook about comedy since it can be a very creative pursuit. They forget that it's also a job and a workplace. Even though you may not have one workplace, you have many workplaces that you go to and some are in basements. Yeah. But it's called temping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Temping with jokes. And it's so, and people forget that that kind of imbalance matters because for a bunch of reasons, because comedy is work, because mm-hmm. women are humans and because comedy yep. is, and also because comedy is power, you know, I mean, that would be, that would be an unfair statistic as we were saying in, in any, uh, in, any right. in any job, but it matters it, comedy is certainly not the only place that it matters, but I care in particular about comedy because I love comedy. And also because yeah. we relate to comedy as authority. We relate to who's telling jokes, you know, has control of the room. Who's interpreting our moment, yeah. right? In the, you yeah. know, who's who's saying, look at, look around what's happening to us now. Here's a point of yeah. view. And if the default setting of that is only one gender and often only one color, then first of all, that's not fair to the rest of the people uh, who are in that workplace. And also it's not fair to us as the audience yeah. because, and so what you'll find in this, you know, it literally stand yeah. up, what you'll find is that, you know, people, this, this is happening less and less and we can talk about that. Things are moving in the right direction, but it what happened when I did stand up and it still, it still does happen. Not as often is there'll be a lineup, you know, with one woman. And, and oh, yeah. the MC will say, no, we've got a lady coming to the stage. You know, so what you get is, and I'm no lady, um, and so what you get is the <laughs> idea that comedy is dudes and 
women right. are the exception. Like women are sort of a, are, 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 we're accommodating this one woman, right. you know, it's always, you right. know, yeah. So it's like women are a, a genre, not a gender. And that's why I have, that's why I can die happy if I never hear the word comedian again, because it sounds like, you know, E-N-N-E, it sounds like a subset of actual comedy, yep. you know? Oh, editrix. That was a thing for yeah, a while, yeah, yeah. you know, or an editress, yes. you know, like, like, no, yeah. no. I don't even know. Well, and I, I think it's actor. so important because there's, right, right. Act, yeah. That's like that because if, yeah, you can, I, I, it's in all forms of media that, uh, yeah, you can go off and produce a podcast for no money. You can go off and write jokes. You could do open mics, but the, the only way you're going to make a living is if people invest in you, if you get the funding for it or put together funding to start your own club or, you know, whatever the entrepreneurial part of it is. But if women aren't getting the funding, then it means you're muted as a matter of course. I, it, that all this is a business. And, and if the money doesn't flow to one gender, then it, it mutes their voice. Yeah. And they don't get paid. You know, it's both. It's both. It's the access to the power of, of all that comedy offers, and it's just like it's a job. You got to get paid. You you got to get paid, and they, and everyone should be paid equally. And I mean, it doesn't pay enough as it is. Yeah. But anyway, you're totally right. It's it's true on all those levels. Yeah, but at least you know, let's all get poorly paid equally. <laughs> <laughs> well so I, tell me about let's, let's, workshop that, let's workshop that slogan but yeah 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 exactly so well so tell me about uh gold comedy and so tell me about being an entrepreneur in comedy and what you're trying to do there so gold as you correctly said is is uh the platform for young women and non-binary folks who want to be their funniest selves we offer comedy as a path to comedy in other words, you get by studying comedy, by doing comedy with us, you get, you know, you get access to classes and courses and events with celebrities and Q and A's. And how do I, how do I get to be like you? You get to ask all, we have tons of cool people who come and visit like Judy Gold, yeah, Millie Tamares and the female writers of the daily show and Rachel Bloom and, you know, and they come and inspire us and in our private Zooms with these, with cool people. And we have courses on sketch comedy and stand up comedy and storytelling and tons of different things. We have open mics, we have performance opportunities. And it's, and the end game is for people to get better at comedy in a community of nerds who want to nerd out about comedy together. So it's not just the classes, it's the community of people right. who, who are there. They, they get your jokes and they got your back. So, right. it, but you don't have to want to be a comedy pro to get, to be interested in gold and get the results. Um, because we're, we also, it's, it's our assumption that, and it is, and this bears out that getting better at comedy gets you better at lots of things. You get, you're, you get to be a faster thinker, a sharper writer. You get to boost confidence, smash perfectionism, all those things. Cause you realize that Nobody ever died from not getting a laugh. And it's fine. Are you sure? You just, well, there was that one guy. But like, you just get up and do it again. And it's like, you realize that not getting a laugh is such, is so not a big deal because, and that's the point of offering tons of opportunities for workshopping and performance is that you just do it again over and over. There's no one big time that's like the biggest deal. Um, you just keep at it. Mm-hmm. And especially in a safe, you know, in a community that is, yeah, is gonna you know is gonna not judge you if you don't get a laugh one time. You know who cares? 
Right. So, you know, and I think that's important for everybody, but I think the cool thing is that it's not just about, you know, one of our goldies getting more confident. It's because they're, they're, right. they're confident when they show up, right? Because they're, they want to do comedy, they're into it. But what's really important is that the more folks we can kind of churn out into the world who are willing to fail, who are, who, you know, are willing to just put themselves out there and up on stage and do all this thing and take control and, and make people listen to them. The real change comes when it's not that we change individual people. We change the culture out there that right now doesn't really listen to young women and non-binary folks. We make those people listen. So, you know, when you make people laugh, Mm. you make people listen. And so that's why we believe that comedy actually, comedy is power. And what we care about is not just me getting, you know, more willing to tell louder jokes and fail, but other people changing their perceptions of women so that we change that statistic you were talking about, where no one's going to be like, well, we'll, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have a diverse lineup by hiring one woman. It won't be, I would love to see the day, and this is where I want to get to, I want to get to a place where we don't, like, where it's not interesting for women to be comics, if you know what I mean. To do that it's stuff. Not, right. It's just yeah. like, it's just, that, you know. Who cares? We don't, we don't think about it. We just, yeah. just want to laugh. Right. Well, speaking of laughs, how's it been launching a company in a pandemic? Huh? <laughs> wow. That's called a segue. That's a professional move <laughs> right there. <laughs> My best friend and I used to say, speaking of segues, any conversation into another one. Anyway, you know, I think the harder part has really been the same thing that's been hard for everybody, especially, but not only working parents, which is basically having to be at home, like doing, which is like your house is like homeschool meets we, right? Yep. I think that's, you know, I've had that, that's a shared experience. For me, actually, launching mm-hmm. this particular kind of company could have done without the pandemic. But given that it happened, we were in a pretty good position because I had always, I've been sort of noodling around on gold for a while since before the pandemic. And I've known since the beginning, even though we have done live classes and live events, I'd known since the beginning that my vision was for it to be online because that way, you know. Mm. That way, you know, speaking as an entrepreneur, that way you get reach and scale and growth, which means numbers of people. Right. But also, like, I also care about finding the the funniest, you know, the funniest young woman in Dakota, Oklahoma, who's going to be the next Carrie Underwood of comedy, yeah. right? And if she's not in, if she's not right. in LA or Chicago or New York, we're not going to know about her, right? Mm-hmm. So I always knew that I wanted this to be online for a bunch of reasons, including those. And so what happened when? what happened with the pandemic obviously is that everybody got really used to doing stuff online and even understanding right. that the upside of so many things that could be done online and and just the fact that you can in the first place so what shifted for us was that the new thing we so we opened our doors to our online club this past fall and what shifted for us so that was always the plan but what made it easier for us and again could have done without the pandemic but give you know what made it easier for us is that we stopped having to explain to people that yes yep you can learn comedy online which we knew before comedy was all 
right, totally right. online. And people were doing and sharing and making all sorts of comedy, being, right. you know, in the same space as their audience. So, but we didn't have to explain that anymore. And so, yeah. but the great thing is that the folks in the club now, what they're saying about why they love us. And I'm, I'm, this is going to sound like advertorial, but I'm really talking about like the yearning. Go right ahead. (laughs) It is advertorial, but it's also like the yearning to tell jokes and be heard is that, which is constant and sort of primal is that the folks in the club now are, what they say is I've been looking for a place like this for years. In other words, they don't say I've been looking for a place like this Mm. since the pandemic. They've been looking for a place where they, you know, as I said, where they of community that we have that everyone says every single expert and pro who comes in to talk to us whether they're super famous or not yet famous says to us the most important thing is to find your people which was true when i did comedy in the 90s and it's still true it's interesting to find your people now so this is so we're that we're your funny people yeah so what inspired you to, to create a space for these funny young people I mean, you know, like they, they would have, I don't know if they've been looking for it, you know, I don't know that what, what brought you to this moment? Yeah. And, and to be fair, it wasn't impossible before. Like, as I said, in the, in the nineties, when I did stand up, yeah, yeah. I found my people and it was, thank God it was great. We all did. It was wonderful. So it's not like I'm solving, you know, it's not like I'm, I have a whole new idea. It's just a new place for it. In any case, the story, kind of a funny story. The story goes back to. Ooh. Not the 90s, but the 80s. <laughs> 1980, mumble, mumble, mumble. I'm not sure. When I was a, I was a, yeah, I was on a, a Jewish youth group ski trip in New Hampshire, and a bunch, of, as we all do, as, as one does, <laughs> a bunch of the dudes had all like borrowed like flannel nightgowns and grapefruits, as one does, and did this probably pretty hilarious as far as I remember, like just random sloppy, dumb drag sketch. Yeah. Ooh, right. teen boys as girls. Oh my right. God. It's so right. funny. Yep. Our boobs. And, yeah. and it brought the house down and that's fine. But, and I was like my gang, I, I was in, I was like with the, you know, my gang was like the funny girls, whatever. And, and I was thinking, what can we do? What can we do? What's our move? What's our move? And in that moment, I had two thoughts. One was, what's our move? And the next one was like, we're not going to do anything. Because I knew, even though I was only 16 or whatever, even if I didn't like form it as a full sentence in my head, even though I was one of the funny girls, um, and I kind of, you know, I was like a clowny, I knew that there was no way, not because girls aren't funny, but because of the way the audience looks at us, and the audience being the world. I knew that there was no yeah. way that a bunch of girls could just like get some like uh, some other funny outfit and, and like bananas in our pants. I don't know. And but grape, yeah, exactly. I was going to put those grapefruits in your pants There's somehow. No <laughs> exactly. There's no way that we would have re- gotten the same reception just from being dumbasses, right? And there's no right. way. And so I, I was like, well, the only way we can do this is for us to like work really hard on a sketch for a week or whatever, because uh, just because of the way people look at and receive girls and women. And so yeah. in that moment, I was yeah. like, nope, we're not doing it. And so, mm. you know, since then I went on to, you know, be the funny one in the musical and be the funny one in the whatever, do stand up, all that stuff. But I never, I don't want to live in a world where girls are like, eh, it's not going to work. 
I want to, it's not just that I want, I don't want to change girls. Girls are fine. I don't want to change girls. I'm not, I don't like the word empowerment. We are fine. Like we are, we have power. We're not inside. Oh, I know. Yeah. But I want to. We're constantly telling women, like, you know, here's how to take up more space at the table. Here's how to negotiate here. And there's this assumption that we suck at it all. And I I don't think we do. Move over, you know? So back up, you know? Um, So in any case, I. I want to change that, like the, you know, the way those teens in that random gym, you know, women, I want to change the way the world looks at women and I want to do it a fun way, which is comedy. So here we are cut to now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. So what would uh, your lovely students, your community you're building, what would they have done in fact then? I like, was the audience not read? Like, is there any different? that these girls could do now, 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 now I think the audience, everyone out of the way they're used to being, you know, we're used to being funny on TikTok. There's so much, you know, it's comedy as a business is definitely still not fixed, but we do have, you know, and we definitely did have role models when I was back then. It's not like night and day, you know, we had, I, I was raised on, Laughing and Carol Burnett and I love Lucy and like it's not like I didn't I had never seen a funny one like of course we were you know it wasn't it wasn't yeah. crazy right but just those in the moment moments you know we all came we'd all seen those hilarious like just ridiculously funny women but also in school you know boys were girls were expected to be to be like behave to behave and boys were not and all those things. Yeah. And that's what we, that's the water we swam in. So I think now that's changing. And so it's not like I'm, I'm not swimming yeah. upstream. I'm swimming with the stream, but yeah. Well, and I think those boys would have to be cleverer than to yeah. just throw grapefruits in somebody's bra. Right. Like I think yeah, probably, I mean, you know, funny drag is funny drag, but I, I would think that it, there, there is a having teens in my life, they would want you to go a little further with that. You know, you're like, we're going to hold you boys accountable to be a little funnier. Yeah, I mean, We're, we're going to need you to work harder. Yeah, they're all in one big comedy room now on TikTok. I love TikTok. It's hilarious. You know, and, and, and they're yeah. all like, they all, the way you get better at what you're, at what you are doing is by hanging out with people who are better at it than you. So, you know, that's, yeah. what, that's what, I think that's what all, you know, teenagers are doing now, which is, and those who are interested in getting funnier, you know, one thing you can do is just do it is just like pick up your TikTok and just do it. And, and people are funny. So I, I don't know. I think, I think that scene would not have played itself out the way it did then. But, Oh, I think I forgot to a fun fact. I think the one of those dudes may or may not have been Adam Sandler. I actually don't remember. He was there. No. he's kind of doing the same thing but he adds pathos see he got better yeah, you know yeah, yeah. so anyway <laughs> well and that's the thing is uh i think part of what is the dream of the community you're giving is also being able to give and receive feedback oh, yeah. in a constructive way Dude. i mean i because as someone who is always like i just asked for feedback for the first time i think in a very long time like i i I take it in. I'm constantly assessing the world around me to say, is this, is this delivering? But I, I do, I admit to being kind of scared to say, you know, how's this working for you? And so to, to this new generation, to be able to say, 
you know, I'm trying this. What do you think? And then to offer feedback in a way that they can use. Oh, what a skill. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, it's great. Sometimes we talk about it as a compliment sandwich. One of our instructors, um, Elsa Waith, uses that. And it's a little obvious, you know, I like this. I would change this, but I like it. Yeah. But still, it's nice. And and also, like... Well, because all you hear is the, I would change this. You know, we all know that, that every study says you remember every bad story right. 4,000 times more. Right. That's like, a good, oh, a no, good compliment. Just, I guess with, it's just not that... Per, like, it's just... The way the vibe we have set up is that it's not so much... Uh, it's not personal, you know, it's just actionable. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, and right. we frame it around, we frame it around, what do you want to hear more of? And and sort of by default, if you hear more of one thing, you want to hear less of something else. And so mm. and we can, and, and people are really kind of self-trained just by the vibe that we set up to say things like, you know, you could use to not use another term of one of our instructors who talks about, they talk about word, word economy a lot. So if you say to someone, I think you can use more word economy in the middle part, that's like a positive way of saying you could cut a bunch out, right? But even then, yeah. <laughs> but even then it's, it's, uh, it's just really not personal and people just want to be, they just want, it's super, you know, comedy has a built-in feed- feedback mechanism, which is laughter, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But also right. audiences change, moods change, you know, you say things say something one way one time and a little bit different another time. What we give you the chance to do is also everything we record, everything that we do. So you can go back and see how you did things, you know, one way or another. Yay. Uh, (laughs) Or not. You don't have to look at it. (laughs) And it's just the, the, the default setting is super positive. So that within that vibe, yeah, it's super, it's just, nobody blinks an eye when you say, you know, the, you know, the first bit, the first bit I found a little, I feel like I've heard that before, but the next bit, so maybe what you could do is blank. Man, yeah. That was a really vague example of feedback, but people just want the feedback. And so we have have, have awesome Monday open mics where you, you, you know, you do whatever you do, but then you also get feedback. And so it's like laughter plus you get to gauge the laughs, but then you also get to a little insight as to why one day or one way or the other. Right, right. Well, so where can people find Gold Comedy and get involved and the like? Well, thanks for asking. We have a website that has a lot of a ton of actionable and snackable free content with um, how to's like how to put together a five minute set or how to bring comedy in your workplace without being a doofus and stuff like that. And that's all free. Oh, and lots of too late. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's never too late. And we have lots of Q and A's with cool comedians, everyone from Joe Firestone and Carmen Lynch to people who work in the business talking about how they got their jobs and how you can, mm-hmm. how you can get their jobs. So that's all free. Yeah. And then our club, you can learn about our club from from the website. From goal, so the website is okay. goldcomedy.com and then the club is subscription based. So we have a, it's a you know, members group, and we have an annual subscription fee, which gets you everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you pay one time, and you get every single class, course, event, special event. We just did a special event. Um, someone said one of the gals in the community said she wanted to do a show, a comedy show about mental health issues because she had just kind of pushed herself to do a spot about her own anxiety. And she was like, can I do this? And I was like, yep. And she did it. And she was like, that was amazing. Let's do a whole show about it. So we did a public show 
where people talked about, you know, either they're just their random weirdness, or they're like actual diagnosable stuff in a way that where they really didn't, didn't make light of it. But but made just took control of it. And yep. Yep. interpreted it for themselves in a way that made it still unique to them, but relatable to everybody else. And, uh, really mm-hmm. kinda, you know, all those self-help words, you know, took ownership over it and, and, yep. uh, and it was hilarious. It had fun. Yeah. It had yep. fun. Oh, well, thank you for joining us on the breadwinner. My pleasure. So great I to love talk winning you. bread with you. <laughs> Our guest today was Lynn Harris of Gold Comedy. You will find links to Gold Comedy, and uh, I'll find that uh, my research stat to share in the episode description. Email us anytime at thebreadwinnerspod at gmail.com or visit us at thebreadwinnerspodcast.com. Please remember to subscribe and to rate and review us. It really helps us grow. And until next week, keep hustling. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.